Welcome back to Schoolyard Sports Lane Frank Podcast. As you know, I'll notice this podcast, Lane Frank. We're in that episode number 19. We're 19 episodes through. Another round of the NFL playoffs are set. Conference championship matchups are set. Chiefs Bills, Packers Bucks, pick those games to Square Sports NFL Game Day. James Harden has been traded to the Nets. The Nets, that's amazing. Deshaun Watson, more news about him coming out. A lot of good stuff coming up on episode number 19. It's actually packed episode. Stay tuned for Square Sports with Lane Frank. Now, start with episode number 19, how we always do with our headlines. In the NBA, like I said in the intro, James Harden has been traded to the Nets. This was an amazing deal for the Nets at this point, it seems like, but maybe long-term, it could be for the Rockets. Because remember a couple years ago, Rockets gave up almost all their draft capital for Russell Westbrook. Now they get some of that draft capital back. They got like eight first-round picks, I think it was. It was like a four-team deal. The Cavs, the Bucks, the Nets, the Rockets, the Pacers. Obviously, Kerry Silvert went to the Pacers. No, a couple health issues there with him, but my Michigan guy, I know... Why'd the Rockets get rid of Karis LeVert? Why'd they take Victor Oladipo over Karis LeVert? I'd probably take Karis LeVert over Victor Oladipo any day of the week, but that was the main storyline in the NBA this week. Obviously, James Harden being traded in the Nets, the biggest trade in the NBA this season. Luka Doncic has officially surpassed Michael Jordan triple-doubles. Luka Doncic now has 29 crew triple-doubles. Michael Jordan only had 28 in his whole entire career. This is Luka Doncic's third year in the NBA. Mind-boggling. Luka Doncic already off to a great start. He may just be, maybe go down, one of the greatest players of all time when his career is all said and done. And now moving to the NFL, there's a lot of news. The Ravens lost, and I picked them to win, unfortunately. After that 101-yard pick six by Teron Johnson, I think his name is, I knew it was over. I knew the Ravens weren't going to come back. I knew Lamar Jackson didn't have it in him. You know, if Justin Tucker missed uh, two field goals in that game, if he made those two field goals, it would have been 17-9 to at one point. It was um fourth down and goal, I think, with Tyler Huntley in that quarterback. Say Mark Andrews catches that uh, game-tying touch, that would have been a game-tying touchdown. They get two-point conversion, that's a tie game, they go to overtime. Never know, Ravens might have won. But Justin Tucker did miss two field goals, which was pretty key in that loss to them. But the Bills deserved to win that game. They dominated that whole entire game, and the Bills did win. Jalen Ramsey and Jared Goff. Man, you are trash talking the Seahawks. Jared Goff's like, yeah, we're mad at them. We beat them. Same with Jalen Ramsey. They were talking smack and everything, talking trash. The Packers killed them, dominated them every single snap of the game. Sean McVay said maybe Jared Goff. I mean, there's rumors that Jared Goff might be, not be the future uh, QB for the Rams. He might just not be, but the Packers did beat the Rams, and they're moving on to the conference championship game. Chad Henney, my Michigan guy, man, I am so happy that they won that game, the Chiefs. At some point, I was playing for the Browns a little bit, but then when, I mean, when Chad Henney, that was an amazing play. Third down, 14, 13-yard scramble, and then the next play, like this pretty much spacing switch play, Tyree Kill, I mean, and then staying in bounds. That was a great play by the Chiefs. Chiefs moving on to the conference championship game. They might not be without Patrick Mahomes, though, which would be very, very bad for them. They might not win that game without Patrick Mahomes. We'll pick that game coming up. It's Court Sports NFL game day. But Chad Henney, what a game. I mean, besides the interception, what a game for the Chiefs. What a game. They're moving on to the conference championship game. Drew Brees, pretty much, there's so many rumors that he retired, and they did lose to the Buccaneers. Like, everyone's seeing Drew Brees struggle with those picks. That was, like, painful for me to watch, for people to watch. Nobody wants to see an NFL legend struggle like that. Was anybody really, like, if you're not a Buc- like, besides Bucks fans, was anybody, like, really happy that Drew Brees was struggling, that that was going to be Drew Brees' last game ever? You know, I think everyone probably will agree with me on this. If James Winston played that game, they probably maybe would have won. 
But James Winsall obviously would have played better than Drew Brees, but I didn't want to see Drew Brees go out like that, getting benched for something terrible like that. James Winston probably would have won that game for them, like I said. But Drew Brees, that probably was his last game ever, and they did lose to the Buccaneers. Now, let's get into some of the main head coaching hires in the NFL. A lot of coaches have been hired. Urban Meyer. Urban Meyer has pretty much been a proven liar. He, When he left Florida, he said he's retiring to spend time with his family. Came back to Ohio State then. After he retired from Ohio State, he said he's leaving. He wanted to retire, spend more time with his family. And he said he'll never, ever coach again. Well, guess what? He got hired to be the head coach of the Jaguars. And he's not too – I mean, he never really confirmed it's Trevor Lawrence who's going to pick. But he probably will pick Trevor Lawrence at number one. Robert Sala has been – selected to be the next New York Jets head coach. At first, I was like, this isn't the greatest hire ever, but no, it's grown on me a little bit. Good hire for the Jets. Rapid. Let's go fast. Arthur Smith has been hired by the Falcons. I put him at number four on my head coaching candidates list, top five head coaching candidates for any position or any team. I put him at number four, but he has been hired to the Falcons. Dan Campbell has been hired to the Lions. Before I read that, I had no clue who Dan Campbell was at all. I heard he's a good coach, so he could shift the culture over there in Detroit. He'll be a good hire for them in the end. Brand Staley has been hired to the Chargers. I was shocked when I read that. I was really, really shocked, actually, when I read that. I did not expect him to get hired to the Chargers. I mean, he's with the Rams right now, so he gets to stay in L.A. But I thought they were going to hire, like, an offensive guru, like Eric Bianami or Brian the Bull. But Brand Staley is a really good defensive coach, and what we've been saying all year is that the Chargers' defense was terrible, so maybe he can build that up. Maybe they can be a playoff contender next year. That's about it for the headlines this week. Leave your thoughts in the comment section. Now, Squared Sports NFL Game Day, AFC Championship Game. We'll pick the NFC Championship Game later on in the episode. Let's pick the AFC Championship Game first. Okay, let's say in a world where Patrick Mahomes does play this game, I think the Chiefs win pretty close 35-27. Now let's pick the game in a world where Chad Henney is the starter. I think that they still win, but very, very close. They win 34 to 31, maybe off like a game-winning drive or something. I think Chad Henney maybe has it in him to lead a game-winning drive or something crazy like that because that's what Chiefs do. They have maybe the best roster in the NFL right now. Probably the best roster in the NFL. Saints are up there. A couple other teams are up there. Buccaneers, obviously. Even the Bills. But I think the Chiefs win this game if Patrick Mahomes plays and even if maybe even Patrick Mahomes doesn't play. If Chad Henney starts, I think they still win this game. But here's another twist. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire was out in that divisional game against the Browns, divisional round game. When the Chiefs played the Bills earlier this year, when the Bills, it was a rescheduled game, they really didn't know what game, what time the game was going to be, what day the game was going was going to be, or anything like that. So they were all discombobulated from the week before against the Titans on Tuesday night football, all this crazy stuff going on. But Clyde edwards had an amazing game, an amazing game, and he torched that Bills D, and that's maybe the main reason why they won. Say he doesn't play. I could see a world where the Bills win this game. I could see that. Who's the Chiefs' backup running back, though? Darryl Williams? probably blanking on somebody, but, you know, they might not win this game. I like this Bills defense. They've improved massively down the year, but I'm still going to pick the Chiefs to win this game. But say Clyde Ritz-Hilaire doesn't play or say Patrick Mahomes doesn't play, they both don't play, then maybe the Bills might win. But I'm going to pick the Chiefs in this one where, let's say, Chad Haney doesn't play, 34-31. Leave your thoughts in the comment section. That's my pick in the AFC Championship game. Now, top five. Today's top five is top five teams in college basketball. One and two, pretty easy to guess, but after that, it gets a little bit harder. But let's start 
one through five this time since one too obvious. Number one, the Gonzaga Bulldogs. I was thinking about putting Baylor up there. That win against Kansas was really, really good. But Gonzaga, they had a really good non-conference schedule. And Gonzaga's looking like a great team this year. They're at number one. Baylor is at number two, like I just said. Baylor, really, really good team this year. This is basically a toss-up. I mean, they should be tied for maybe even the number one team in the nation. Gonzaga and Baylor, two great teams, and it's hard to judge them. They were going to play earlier in the year against each other, but then that game got canceled because Gonzaga had some COVID issues. If that you know that game did happen, then we wouldn't be sitting here right now saying, who's the better team, Gonzaga or Baylor? That would obviously be decide. Those are the top two teams. Let's move them to three through five now where it gets a little bit tougher. Number three, my Michigan Wolverines. Okay, not a biased pick. This is not a biased pick. They lost to Minnesota on Saturday, their first loss this season. They lost by like 20, but they beat Minnesota the week before by like 25 also. So Minnesota got payback, but whatever. Michigan is a really, really good team at number three, and they beat Wisconsin earlier in the week. Wisconsin was the top 10 team at the time. You know, it's like 26-23 with like four minutes left in the half. Going into halftime, I think it was 40-23 to because Michigan exploded. Then at one point in the game, Michigan was up 69-29, to they're about 40 on like a 45 to 3 run, something insane like that. I'm watching that game. I'm going crazy. I'm a huge Michigan Wolverines fan. This is amazing. We're a great team. Then we lose to Minnesota. But I'm still playing them at number three. Number four, the Iowa Hawkeyes. They have, I think, two losses on the year. One to Minnesota, who Michigan, like I said, just lost to, and to Gonzaga. But I'm going to put them, I'm going to put Michigan above Iowa for right now. Iowa's number four. Number five. The Texas Longhorns. That win against Kansas isn't looking too great right now. Kansas has lost a couple of their uh, games down the line. And Texas lost to Oklahoma State last week, which was pretty bad for them. So I'm going to put Texas at number five. And last, really quick, an honorable mention, the Houston Cougars. I think they have one loss on the year, I'm not mistaken. I forget who the loss was too, but they're looking like a good team this year. I've watched them play a couple times. They got off to a huge start against UCF the other day. Pretty good. A UCF team, they were up like 21-5. to in the first half at one point, looking really, really good uh, this year. Houston Cougars, they're my honorable mention. Those are my top five teams in college basketball. Leave your top five teams in college basketball in the comment section. Now, did you know, today's did you know is, did you know that there has never, ever been a perfect bracket ever documented? So, on the ESPN app, there's never, ever been a perfect March Madness bracket did you know that? Leave that in the comment section. That's just mind-boggling how many brackets are filled out each year. It's like 63 games you have to pick from the round of 64, the round of 32, the Sweet 16, the Elite Eight, the Final Four, and then obviously the National Title Game. Nobody has ever, ever filled out a perfect bracket. Every document. That is mind-boggling to me. But when March Madness does come around this year, hopefully I can get that perfect record. But we'll just have to wait and see. Did you know that? Leave that in the comment section. All right, so there was a report over the weekend, and I'm reading it. It says, the 49ers would be willing to trade Nick Bosa for Deshaun Watson. I'm reading that thinking. That would be the biggest mistake, maybe even 49ers franchise history. With all due respect, Kyle Shanahan, John Lynch, Jed York, what a mistake you would be making by trading the former number two overall pick for, you know, a guy we've talked about a couple times on the show, not like we've ever done a segment on, Deshaun Watson. Kidding, obviously. Deshaun Watson, great player, but would I give up Nick Bosa for him? And I have Jimmy Garoppolo. I'm saying, I'm, I'm going to acknowledge that Deshaun Watson is a better player than Nick Bosa, but 
why would you want to give up your franchise cornerstone right now, Nick Bosa, when you already have a good quarterback in Jimmy Garoppolo? Jimmy Garoppolo is a good quarterback. Like I've done, I've, I've ran through this so many times. Like when he got traded there and back in 2017, he won all the six games. All the six games he started. We're back in, and then he tore his ACL. Next year they were terrible. The next year, last year, he was healthy the full season. They made the Super Bowl. This year, he wasn't healthy. They're a terrible team. That's what I'm trying to say. You don't gotta. You, with all due respect, Kyle Shanahan, J, uh, John Lynch, GM, do not make this deal. Do not trade Nick Bosa for Deshaun Watson. Not give up the former number two overall pick for just a really, really good franchise quarterback, but you already have a franchise quarterback in Jimmy Garoppolo. Do not do this. He's your best player maybe on your team, Nick Bosa. Don't give him up for Sean Watson. I was reading that report over the weekend. I'm thinking, these, I mean, these idiots, what are, I, what are, they, what are they thinking? I mean, I hope this isn't true. Nick Bosa should be untouchable, untouchable, unless it's for, like, say, Patrick Mahomes. You don't trade Nick Bosa. You just don't do that. With all due respect, what are you thinking, 49ers? Do not trade Nick Bosa for Deshaun Watson. Do not do it. That's what I think. Still a lot more to come on episode number 19. Stay tuned. Now, let's do a quick NBA rundown. Everyone's saying, I mean, you know I'm excited about this Nets deal, but some people are still over-exaggerating a little bit, saying that they're the best team in the NBA. They're the best team in the NBA. The Lakers are the best team in the NBA. Lakers have size. They have defense. They have a better bench than the Nets. Until they traded for James Harden and traded Karis LeVert. They traded Torian Prince. They traded Jared Allen. They traded picks. They traded so many things. Was this a smart deal for James Harden? Can Kyrie Irving coexist with James Harden and Kevin Durant? Can they all work together? Let's get into it. I'm still thinking that Kyrie won't work well with James Harden. James Harden's sort of taking on a little bit of a point guard role, getting all these assists. Passing the ball everywhere. How are they all going to get shots up? I can see Kyrie averaging only like 15 points a game with the Nets. I can see KD get dropping like 30 a night, and I can see Harden only getting like 25 points a game, but then maybe dishing out like 11 assists a night. All three of them together, they have no defense. That's just confirmed. And then Joe Harris, where is he coming in the mix? Joe Harris might not even get a shot up. I mean, like if you're on the Nets right now, if you're in the Nets starting five right now, and your name is not Kyrie Irving, James Harden, and Kevin Durant, you're never, ever going to get a shot up. I mean, these guys, Joe Harris, I feel bad for you, man. Like, they're just not going to – I just don't see all of this working. It's championship or bust, and if it's bust, then it's terrible because they gave up all their first-round picks. Brings me back to when they did the Paul Pierce, Kevin Garnett deal a couple years ago. They gave up three first-round picks. The first-round picks were number eight pick in 2018, the number one pick in 2017, the number three pick in 2016. This could turn out to be terrible, but – if it works, the Nets. The Nets would be maybe the best team in the NBA when it's all said and done. They're going to win the East. That's just no debate about it. They're going to win the East, but will they get swept in the finals? That's still yet to be seen. I'm going to be excited for these Lakers-Nets matchups coming up. It's going to be really exciting. The Nets, really, really good team, but besides Kyrie, James Harden, and KD, who else do they have? That's what I think. Leave your thoughts in the comment section. Alright, so there used to be this app called Discuss the Game. This was long before I had Squared Sports Land Frank, long before I had my old podcast, Land Frank Show. And you could write whatever you want on it. So the day after the draft, I'm like, I'm going to write all my draft grades for all the first-round picks. And now that the regular season's over, some of the, most of the rookies have been la- eliminated from playoff contention, I just want to go over the main picks and 
if I got my draft grades right, if I got them wrong, let's just save. So let's take a look back at my NFL draft grades that were right after the draft. The first one, which I got correct, was Chase Young as, as an A+. I give Burrow an A+, also I'd probably downgrade Burrow to an A-, A-, minus a right now, because Herbert, obviously. I give Chase Young an A+, so that stands to be correct. He was He's just been a dominant force in the NFL right now. I could see him being the best pass rusher in the NFL in the next two years. He's amazing, Chase Young, so I got that right at least. Uh, this was one that I actually, I mean, I got a lot of hate for because I gave Justin Herbert an A+. Plus. I only gave, I didn't give two an A+, plus, I didn't give any other quarterbacks an A+. Plus. Not many people love Justin Herbert. I actually liked Justin Herbert more than Joe Burrow coming out of college. I thought Justin Herbert was a better pro prospect. I thought he had better size than Joe Burrow. I thought he just had better intangibles. I thought he was just better player than Joe Burrow, and pretty much that is true. Joe Burrow, good player, and he had a good rookie year up until his injury. I'm not throwing shade. Joe Burrow or anything, but Justin Herbert was just amazing. Maybe the best rookie quarterback season we've ever seen. You never know. But he threw the most passing touchdowns ever by a rookie, by a rookie quarterback in their rookie season. So when I gave him an A+, I guess that was correct. Here's one where I was wrong. And I gave Jordan Love, the Green Bay Packers Jordan Love pick, an A-. minus. <laughs> you know, uh, looking back on that now, I'd probably give it a C or a D. You know, it's kind of hard to grade it because Jordan Love, we haven't seen him play, but... Rumors that he wasn't good in practice. And obviously, Aaron Rodgers will be the MVP this season. Definitely will be the MVP this season. So, just throwing it out there. They did not need a quarterback. They just did not need a quarterback at all. But they took Jordan Love, which still might be the right choice. But I gave an A-. Right now, I'd probably give like a C or a D. Justin Jefferson, I gave that an A. I'd probably boost that up to an A+, right now. But pretty much, I got that one right. Tristan Wirfs, you know, when he went to the Buccaneers, I was hoping that the Giants would take him at number four. I'm like, please, please take Tristan Wirfs. They took Andrew Thomas, who was really not great this season. Andrew Thomas, he improved down the way, but he wasn't great to start the year. Tristan Wirfs was amazing this year. Get him an A+. I was just, I was right on that because he protected Tom Brady amazing this year, and I knew that it was the perfect pick in the draft. Maybe, at the, I think at the time, I said it was the best pick in the draft. Highway robbery for them. They got an A, I gave Tristan Wirfs an A+. Man, that stands to be correct. Here's one where I sort of got wrong. Henry Ruggs, I gave him a C. And Henry Ruggs didn't have the greatest rookie year, but he still has a bunch of potential. I thought there were better players available, like Jerry Judy. I gave Jerry Judy an A+. He had a lackluster rookie season. But there were players like Justin Jefferson, like CeeDee Lamb, even Jalen Rager, Jerry Judy, who were taken behind Henry Ruggs. Henry Ruggs was taken ahead of them. So I gave Henry Ruggs a C at the time. He played pretty well in his rookie year. I'd probably boost that up to a B right now. But... That's about for a look back this week, what my draft grades were before the draft, and I got most of them right. Leave your thoughts in the comment section. Now, what lane would I take? Today's one lane would I take is, would I hire Eric Bieniemy as my head coach? Say I'm the owner of any NFL team who has a vacancy right now, which is right now the Texans and the Eagles. Would I want to hire Eric Bieniemy as my head coach? A week ago... I would have said 100% slam dunk, no debate about it. I would hire him off the bat. I look into some things. He's had 14 interviews in the past three years. 14. You know how many head coaching hires he's had? Zero. Zero. Why is that? I do not know. 14 for the past three years. And none. That is shocking. That's bad. People say he maybe bombs all the interviews. He just does terrible in all of them. That may not be the only thing. Looked into some things. He has a checkered past, criminal history. That's, I mean, if I'm an owner of an NFL team, do I want to put hands, I mean, 
fate of my franchise in the hands of someone, then maybe something bad comes up. Maybe not. That's interesting to me. The fort, like I said, he looks great on paper. Cool, because he has the best offense in the NFL. But he's not a primary play caller. Andy Reid is. Obviously, he's called plays down the way. But And then I read a rumor that this is why teams aren't hiring him. I wasn't really buying into this. Is that Eric, uh, Andy Reid assistants never do well when they get hired as head coaches like Doug Pearson and Matt Nagy. I didn't buy into that. I don't think that's why. But other things like him bombing interviews, obviously the checkered pass, that could be why. But right now, I, I would have to say no. I wouldn't hire Eric Bieniemy as my head coach. But maybe, you know, I sort of hope he gets hired as an NFL head coach. I think he'd work well in Houston or even in Philadelphia. Because if they go to if he goes to Houston, they can keep Deshaun Watson, maybe. Maybe Deshaun Watson says, all right, I'm back, I'm back. We hired Eric Bieniemy, the guy I wanted. Oh, you know, we can restructure this relationship. I'm back. Maybe that could happen. But right now, if I was the owner of an NFL team, I would not want to hire Eric Bieniemy as my head coach. Would you? Leave that in the comment section. Now, let's do a segment which we haven't done in what seems like forever, this or that. Today's this or that is, you know, would I take this NFL player over this NFL player? And then let's make some NBA in, in there. Would I take, like, Kyrie Irving over Russell Westbrook? Let's get into it. Would I take Mitchell Trubisky over Derek Carr? Like, if I just had to play a game right now with just roster of guys, would, who would I want to be my quarterback, Mitchell Trubisky or Derek Carr? I would have to say Mitchell Trubisky. That may shock a couple of people. It might, but Trubisky, good player, good player. He played really well down the stretch of the season. Derek Carr, not so much. If I had to play like game right now, choose a quarterback, I would take Mitchell Trubisky over Derek Carr. Now, Russell Wilson or Deshaun Watson. Russell Wilson, over the, since 2017, has only two play or since let's say since 2018, only has one playoff win. Deshaun Watson since 2018 also has one playoff win. Playoff success in the past couple of years has not been there for Russell Wilson. Every clutch game Russell Wilson has played in the past couple of years, he has struggled. And one of those playoff wins was against last year against the Eagles, where Carson Wentz didn't even play. He played like the first quarter, and then because he had a concussion, Josh McCown came in, a banged up Josh McCown. If the Eagles win that game if Carson Wentz plays. That's what I'm saying. Maybe I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm actually going to take Deshaun Watson over Russell Wilson. Shocking upset. Sean Watson... I would take him over Russell Wilson right now. A little bit of an interception issue for Russell Wilson. I'm so high on Deshaun Watson. He could be an amazing player with a good roster, good players. Put him on the Dolphins. Do it. Do it, Miami. Do it, Houston. Put him on the Dolphins. I would take him over Russell Wilson. Kyrie Irving or Russell Westbrook? Let's move over to the NBA. All right, so which Kyrie Irving am I going to get? Am I going to get the Kyrie Irving who isn't always dedicated to basketball? Or am I going to get the fully committed Kyrie Irving? I think I'm going to get the fully committed Kyrie Irving. If I do, I would take him over Russell Westbrook any day of the week. This isn't even just this isn't even a debate. Let me take Kyrie Irving over Russell Westbrook. James Harden or Giannis Antetokounmpo? I would take James Harden. James Harden has improved his game. He's expanded his game with assists, with maybe I mean even a little bit better on defense, points, everything. Giannis, no playoff success. Like Lamar, not much playoff success. I know Lamar won a game this year. I know Giannis got to the conference finals a couple years ago. They didn't win it. I would have to take James Harden over Giannis and Kumpo right now. James or Cam Newton moving over to the NFL again. So pretty similar play, uh, I'm some pretty similar play style stuff. Cam Newton much older than James Winston. Cam Newton's on the decline. James Winston's on the upper eyes. James Winston is this even a question? I would take James Winston over Cam Newton. 
People are saying Cam Newton should go to the Washington football team. Cam Newton should go to the Atlanta Falcons. That would be a huge mistake by Ron Rivera to take Cam Newton in. I wouldn't do it. His former coach, I mean, but no. People were raising about Cam Newton to start the season, but then after that Seattle game, he pretty much was just terrible for the rest of the year. Terrible Cam Newton. I would take James Winston over Cam Newton. James Winston definitely learned a lot this year as a backup with the Saints, learning from Drew Brees, learning from Sean Payton. I think he cleaned up those turnover issues. I mean, like the year before he had that 30 interception year, he still threw a lot of interceptions, but not as much as 30. It was Maybe it was just an off year for him. I like James Winston. I think he's a good player. Maybe the Washington football team should sign him. I like James Winston. I would take him over Cam Newton any day of the week. Any day of the week. Would you take James Winston over Cam Newton? That's a big question. Would you take Kyrie Irving or Russell Westbrook? Would you take Harden over Giannis Antetokounmpo? Would you take Mitch Trubisky over Derek Carr? And would you take Deshaun Watson over Russell Wilson? Leave that in the comment section. Now, Score Sports NFL Game Day Part 2 NFC Championship Game Edition. So, we picked the AFC Championship Game early on in the episode. We're going to pick the NFC Championship Game right here. Packers versus Buccaneers. They played earlier in the year, not in the Frozen Touch, right? in Tampa Bay. I think the Packers were up 10-0, then they collapsed and lost 38-10. This is going to be a good game. Packers really, really improved down the year. I think I said around Episode 5 that my Super Bowl prediction was Packers versus Chiefs. I'm going to stick with that prediction. Super Bowl will be Packers versus Chiefs. Aaron Rodgers in the Frozen Tundra wins this game. Packers move on to the Super Bowl. Super Bowl, Chiefs versus Packers. They win this game. I'm sorry, Tom Brady. I'm taking the Packers. 34 to 28. Give me the Packers. Moving on to the Super Bowl. That's what I think. Your thoughts in the comment section. Question of the day. Today's question of the day is, who is the best team in the NBA? Is it the Nets? Is it the Lakers? Is it another team? Could it be the Warriors? I doubt that, even though they did have a nice win over the Lakers on Monday night. Maybe it's them. But who is the best team in the NBA, in your opinion? My pick right now is the Lakers. Who is yours? Leave that in the comment section. That's about the question of the day this week. That's about for Squirt Sports with Lane Frank, episode number 19. Thank you for tuning in. Follow Squirt Sports on Instagram at Squirt Sports. Follow Squirt Sports on Twitter at Squirt Sport. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. Stay tuned for the best sports content in the world. <laughs>